fruit. Was in a grocery store the other day and saw a kid eat a grape and not pay for it. Anything we can do? Thought I'd share with y'all at home and get some ideas. Happened in Timberlake. Personally, I don't have a problem with it. With eating fruit? You're supposed to steal grapes from the grocery store. I mean, they're kind of designed for you to just pluck one off. Facts. If they didn't want me to take them, they'd be locked up with the alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) I have a grocery store by me that has dental hygiene products locked up. I was like, oh, this is a bad neighborhood. (laughs) Those you don't take. You will serve hard time for taking floss. For sure. But grapes? Grapes are supposed to take. The bag is open. This is Nosy Neighbors. I'm Chinadu Unaka. And I'm Candace Thompson. And we'll be breaking down the most absurd neighborhood posts we can find on the Citizen and Nextdoor apps. But we don't stop there. Oh, man, we check everywhere. Everywhere online. Nothing is off limits. We do not discriminate. This is why I was born, baby. about pineapples like is all fruit fair game or just are we talking grapes are okay to sample anything where you pay by the pound you're supposed to take you're supposed to that's why they wait that's why you purchase by the pound because they know it ain't all there (laughs) they don't sell it by the bag they know it's so go it's in the budget (laughs) these grocery stores have a thieving but you already paid for the thief (laughs) this is true you already paid for it so if you don't steal some you're You're getting you're losing money you're losing money (laughs) It's in their budget. It's in the price. It's like that invisible tax you don't even see. Hotels got it, too. It's an unwritten law. Like, Mm -hmm. you're allowed to do that. It's in the budget. It's the invisible budget. I agree with that assessment. Um, But I do have a concern for this person. Do you think they were concerned because of COVID reasons? Because they were touching? Mm. But, I mean, you have to touch fruit. That's a gamble with fruit in general. You have to pick it up to squeeze it. There's a lots of germs mm-hmm. that can happen on fruit. We just need to accept that. It's a gamble. Facts. But you, you're supposed to wash your fruit anyway. Absolutely. There's two things you're always supposed to wash. Your apples and your apple bottoms, if you know what I'm talking about. All right, let's jump into our first segment. And this is where we discuss what's going on in our own personal neighborhoods. Because we all deal with neighbor drama. Yeah, this is not just about other people. It happens. Look, my app wasn't, it was lacking in the cracking this week. I'm not going to lie. And normally you're the go-to. I am the go-to. You always have something popping. But this week you were a little bit like me. Yeah, it was just casual, you know, house fires and things like that. Uh Nothing too exciting. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the the Tuesday house fire. But you got to remember... I've been living in L.A. for a while now, so I got some stories of my own. For sure. This is a recent story that actually happened to me. It's nothing, like, violent, but it was like, this really happening? Okay. So. Let's hear it. I was uh, washing clothes, laundry, right? And my clothes were stolen. I mean, some of my, you know, man, we only, we have cl- a lot of clothes sometimes, but we really only wear 16, 15 pieces. That's it. <laughs> I'm talking from the gym to the club. It's 15, 16 pieces tops. I can believe it. It's all we got. My go-to clothes are in this laundry, man. And I I get my clothes. And I'm missing basketball shorts, boxers, polo shirts. I'm pissed. Who steals another man's shorts? Boxers. Who steal their underwear? That's nasty. Right? So I'm pissed off. I'm like, man, what the hell's going on here? You know, I ain't one of them neighbors that's going to put up a sign, nothing like that. I don't want you to see me coming. I want you to think that you good. <laughs> I Until you know you're not. Right. 
every now and then we'll have like you know a homeless person kind of like sneak into it's like a like a big complex so they'll like kind of sneak to our complex and they'll kind of find a little place and they'll sleep and yeah. nobody bothers them yeah, right because yeah. we get it we're not trying to bother the homeless it's all good so i'm like okay maybe a homeless dude got my night tripping but then the next week i'm going to wash clothes and i see these two kids it's like 12 and like nine wearing my shorts they were too big for them yeah a little too big <laughs> and i was like man i don't, don't look like my shorts man but i didn't say nothing to them i'm like let me check so they put their clothes in the dryer right i put my clothes in the washroom when they left i opened their dryer right away I'm like, what the, what's up in there <laughs> i look in there man my pole oh my was God. there <gasps> all your no, stuff was all in there. my stuff was there i was like man I took my favorite polo. I did take that. I'm not gonna lie. I took my favorite polo, but some pieces I left. I figured you you taking clothes you need. I'm not even tripping. Right. I mm-hmm. shut the dryer and then I ran out into the hallway to find them, but not to address them. I just wanted to see where they where they do they where live they, here? Where they're going? Yeah. They got an elevator, went to the second floor. I was like, damn, they live here. They do live there. But I was like, as the ex teacher in me, I need to talk to these kids. They need to have so a I'm, sit down. Oh, we need to have a sit down. So I was <laughs> I was I was waiting for them to return. And I waited as long as I could. And but they didn't come they back? They never came back. They must have been on to me or something because they never came. They I never- waited as long as I could. <laughs> I had a show. I had to go to the West Side. Uh. And if, since that point, I never seen them. I never seen them. I knew they lived in the building because they were just too comfortable. They knew what they were around. I would have missed my show. I would have <sighs> brought a, to. a recliner. I was going to be sitting there in my underwear in my hand just waiting for them to walk back in. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 don't run, don't run, don't run. Let me talk to you, young man. Smoking a cigar. That's it. I just want to have a good conversation with them. Because oftentimes, if you're not careful, it can start with something small and lead to bigger. So really, it's more the teacher in me want to talk to these kids. Like, look, man, you don't want to get in the habit of stealing stuff. Because it's a gateway. You start stealing bigger Next stuff. Next thing you're, you're stealing corduroy pants. You're trying to stuff refrigerators in your bovo. Correct. Have you thought about this? Maybe they knew who you were. Mm-hmm. They really respected your comedy. And no. they just wanted pieces of your clothing. Like a fan. As I memorabilia. Who? Memorabilia. Oh, memorabilia. <laughs> oh, oh you, you used to know a girl named memorabilia? I was like, I thought you said remember Amelia. Amelia like, Bedelia. <laughs> I do remember Focus Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> <laughs> no, memorabilia. It's a great book. <laughs> I'm going to name my daughter. Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Get over here. Watch these damn dishes. Memorabilia. All right, what, what, what happened in your neighborhood this week? Okay, so this post was from a guy named Charles, and it says, Hi, everybody. I just witnessed a suspicious male about 6'2 to 6'4 in a hoodie pushing a stroller with no baby in it, peeping into cars. Peeping into cars. <laughs> peeping into cars. He said, just keep your eyes out. He may be breaking into cars. He kept walking after he saw me when I crossed the street. Uh, so I just, I found pushing a stroller with no baby with in it. With no baby in it. Very funny. It is funny. <laughs> and do you think, okay, so he, this guy obviously in the post thinks that this guy is like looking in cars to like rob them. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe he's looking for a baby. Maybe he's looking for his baby. He could be looking for, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he like, which one of you cars stole my baby? Stole my baby. <laughs> he, he could just be out for vengeance. Or I think this guy might be actually onto something. Because I used to work at Gap Kids. You did? Yeah. I don't want to talk about why it. Why didn't you work at Gap for adults? Exactly. That's why I want to talk about it. <laughs> I used to beg them, can I move up to the Gap? My hands is too big for these clothes. <laughs> Everything I folded, they you have to fold over because my hands were just too big to fold baby clothes. <laughs> 
the only thing I could fold well was the dental ball. I was so was proud. Was the husky section? Oh, my God. I was so proud of my dental ball. It was color shaded. <laughs> but anytime somebody used to walk in with a stroller, they usually be stealing. They'd be the older ladies, really Wait, old you mean ladies. an empty stroller? You don't know if it's empty until you find Then you see if you figure out, oh, it was empty the whole time. Oh. They would stuff things in there and then, like, they'll shape it like a baby's that, oh, body. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> And I was, you know, they don't pay me enough to stop that type of theft, you know? So I would no. see it and I'd be like, look at these motherfuckers here. It's just out here. <laughs> but, you know, like we said, it's in the budget, man. Gap, Gap tell they Gap would, they train you not to say nothing. They're like, let mall security handle it. They'll do it. They're it's trained. In the budget. They went through two days of training. <laughs> <laughs> they can handle this. Facts. They, they do all that math beforehand. <laughs> if you don't steal, they be at the end of the year like, how do we make all this money? <laughs> People out here with the good conscience. I did not know about this baby stroller scam. Yeah. Oh, that's that's huge. It'd be the most innocent looking yeah. older ladies that be cleaning house. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Maybe this guy's right. Maybe he was stealing. That is suspicious. All right, next up, we have Neighborhood Watch. This is where Chinadu and I dive really deep into the apps to find out the best local Man. stories. The post reads, boiled pig's feet delivery at 10.45 p.m. The bag contained three boiled pig's feet, still warm and steaming. Location unknown. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to unpack. It is a lot. I've never been to any restaurant and, and seen pig's feet on the menu. That's probably a thing maybe that happens in the South. Like, you know who would have loved this delivery? My mother. Right. My mother is from Virginia. She eats pig's feet. She out there eating pig's feet? Every New Year's. She what makes... Pig, the pig feet taste like the body? It's trash. No. <laughs> like, and I'm not just saying that because I'm vegan. Right. <laughs> like, no, it legit, like, it doesn't taste like bacon. It doesn't taste like uh, mm. pork loin. It doesn't taste like any of that. It tastes like you're just chewing on fat. Pig feet is hanging on by tradition. That's it. It's yes. just, that's it. Absolutely. It's like chitlins. It's, it's like, like you know we don't have to do that anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> just clinging on like Stevie Wonder's braids. Right, <laughs> like, right. just let go. Let go. I looked in the bag and couldn't tell what it was. It looked like alien body parts. I called the Richel PD non-emergency number because it all seemed just a tad odd. Richel PD was here ASAP and determined the bag contained three boiled pig's feet, still warm and steaming. Well, at least they were still steaming. Nothing worse than cold pig's feet. Richel PD took the pig's feet off my hands. I'm kind of mad at this lady. Yeah. What an idiot. Why would you call the cops? Because um, you thought someone dropped off alien body parts to your front door. If you really thought it was alien feet. Why would you not call NASA? No, don't call nobody. <laughs> you know how much Bitcoin you could get for three pairs of alien feet? That's where you went with this? Yes. <laughs> How can I sell these aliens? Yes. <laughs> don't, 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 don't could have been dirty cops. They probably kept it like the drug money. They kept money. it for themselves when yeah. they find like $20,000 worth of cocaine, but they only turn in $10,000. <laughs> exactly. The they turned in one alien foot, <laughs> kept the other two, and moved to Cabo. Smoke for burnt food on stove, mistaken for a structure fire. Happened in Boston, Massachusetts. Firefighters on scene advised there was smoke from burnt food on stove. Well, my upstairs neighbor mm -hmm. accidentally now, left. Put, is what? your upstairs neighbor named Candace Topper? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. If this was me, 
I would tell you. Okay. I think he left some greens on the stove, like in a saucepan. Ah. Left it going, left the house. Next thing you know, he calls me and was like, I think I left the stove going. <laughs> and he was like, I'm hours away. So I went outside to like take a look at it, and you could see all the windows steamed up in the kitchen. I was like, oh, this is not good. So we had to call the fire department and they came and they kicked this door down. <laughs> Oh, man. I would have asked him permission to kick his door down. Do you mind if I kick your door down? Do you mind if I do it? I always wanted to do that. <laughs> I've always wanted to see Because it's not like you got a, it's not, it wasn't a fire yet, right? When you saw it. No, it was fire adjacent, though. <laughs> it was, man, give it another 45 minutes, some riffraff would have happened for sure. Yeah, there's a fine line from of overreacting and underreacting when it comes to smelling smoke or like a fire alarm going off your building. Because yeah. like nine out of 10 times, it's nothing serious. For sure. But that one time. It can be horrific. You can never be too cautious. You can never be too cautious. Remember growing up when Smokey Bear looked you dead in the eye on the TV screen and mm -hmm. he told a child, mm -hmm. he looked me dead in my eye, he said, only you can prevent and forest fire. fire. I said, me? Just me, Bear? <laughs> what about everybody else? I'm eight. I went to bed thinking like, damn, only me, huh? Smokey Bear, Smokey Bear. Wildfires are dangerous, so Chana do, it's always up to you. Only you. Because of you. Help Smokey Bear. They're burning <laughs> The fate of the world I feel rests like, on these shoulders. I feel like half of the firefighters, that's why they became firefighters. Smokey the Bear, of Smokey they the took Bear, that shit he to was the heart. the biggest influence. That was like, fuck. <laughs> Just me, huh? Only you. Okay. <laughs> duty calls. They should bring him back because we have hella forest fires out here. And I don't think people be listening anymore. Yeah, it's not Smokey. He worked. They should just hire him. They should bring him back but use him for like other shit. For like, like just a spokesperson for all types of things. Yeah. Like, like condoms. Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear. STDs are dangerous. It's always up to you to be aware. Put a condom on. <laughs> he would be a great sex ed teacher. Oxycontin, all types of shit. Smokey Bear. Smokey Bear. Oxycontin's not for us. You always gotta give it to the bear. Smokey Bear. <laughs> I don't think Oxy needs uh, a spokesperson. No, to like it's get you off enough. of it. Oh. Only you. To <laughs> 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 stop this Oxy pandemic, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, I think word of mouth has it handled, should it do? They don't need a commercial you for it. You smoke you for everything. Because when a bear tell you something, you listen. Let me tell you. You do. Shit. Shit. Just turn into Isaiah Whitlock. Shit. All right, this next post reads, Report of a man armed with meat tenderizer mm. happened in Upper Kensington, Philadelphia. Kensington, that sounds like a, it's like in the UK. That sounds like a formal. Yeah, sound like. Proper. Yeah, sounds like, how dark is your baby going to be? <laughs> Don't know what accent that was, but I knew what you were referring to. <laughs> Hopefully not too dark. We would love it to come to the ball. They're bringing out the brown paper bag test oh in, the, in Buckingham God. Palace. So funny. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> the post reads, police are responding to a report of a man armed with a meat tenderizer who's attempting to assault another man. I don't even know what a meat tenderizer looked like. Really? It looks like a mallet. It's just like the one that I had in my house growing up was a silver mallet with like little spiked 
edges. And so use you can it to uh, pound meat to tent to make it tender so that it cooks differently. You can't use this in the in the in the bedroom, right? I would not recommend that. Oh, okay, because you said pound the meat, but I, I googled it. You literally mean pound the pound meat. meat, like yeah. a steak. Yeah, you don't want to use that in the bedroom. That would hurt. I I guarantee somebody uses that in the bedroom. They just. <laughs> I guarantee there's somebody. He said, armed with a meat tenderizer. We got to get Philadelphia some funding. They using whatever they could get. As weapons? Yeah, man. This is sad. I like the creativity, though. I mean, that's a good weapon. Like, I guarantee that in a pinch, mm-hmm. a meat tenderizer would get the job done. Like, yeah. if, some, for example, someone were to come in here, break in, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anything as a weapon, meat yeah. tenderizer, boom. I tell you this. You could never, if he killed that man, you couldn't charge him with premeditated murder. You could never. No one was like, yo, we're going to get Dante next Thursday. Yeah, how are we going to do it? We're going to tenderize that nigga meat. <laughs> Excuse me? You heard what I said. It was never hold up in court. It was premeditated. No, it wasn't. They used a meat tenderizer. I, he didn't plan for that shit. That's a brilliant idea. Right. People are going to listen to this now and start murdering. We're going to see a spike in meat tenderizer murders. murders from listening to this podcast. Like, and something's weird going on. It's like a meat tenderizer serial killer in <laughs> Kensington, Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know we where. are bad in How did we get here? I don't know. Anyway, How did we get anywhere? Let's move on. Up next is one of our favorite segments, the phone of Frank segment. This is when we call one of our good friends to come in and just partake in the neighborly, you know, the, the banter. Let us know about a good neighbor or a bad neighbor they had, you know, and a good story. So this week is actually very special. We have one of our very good friends, super talented, hilarious. You've seen her on Insecure. She has a brand new book coming out called Bamboozled by Jesus. So make sure you cop that. Put your hands <laughs> together for the one and only, my homie, our homie, Yvonne OG. Give it up for <sighs> Yes. Hey, Yvonne. Yo, this really reminds me of when Ken introduced me on the floor and I'm just sitting back there and Ken was adding all the things. You know her. Give it up. Give for more. Hey. Carolyn, <laughs> I was like, look, Ken. Nah, man, I love intro. 45 minutes later. I'm like, size eight shoe. (laughs) Where's Fila's? I love it. So once again, Iman, man, thanks again for coming in. So as you know, you know, this is very chill. Just just go ahead and tell us a neighborly story that you had, whether it's a crazy neighbor or a great neighbor. And, you know, we'll we'll just, we'll we'll chime in when we can. So it's a two-part story, right? It starts off as it could be bad, and it ends up pretty freaking amazing, actually. I'm going to my building. I used to live in Hollywood, and at the time, I, me and my roommate were the only black people on the block. Not even in the apartment complex, like on the, in the entire street. It's like, you saw a black girl, you're like, hey! You know exactly where you guys live, right? <laughs> and so, I'm putting my key in the gate, and I see this white girl that I don't, I have never seen. She ain't never seen me. And so she goes, do you live here? Oh. And I was just kind of like, I sure do. Mm-hmm. Do you live here? I felt like IQ. It's like, let me see your ID. You know? Right, like, right, right. Like, it, felt, it felt like that. And I flashed her a dude. And she was like, where do you live? And I was like, well, you know, because I'm one, I don't know who you are. And I'm Nigerian. So we just, we don't trust anyway. So Thanks. I'm like, before I voluntarily give you... This wasn't this was even about a race thing. I'm just like, well, I'm not going to tell you 
you might rob me too. I don't know you. Right. <laughs> right. Let's go to your house first. <laughs> exactly. So I go, well, where do you live? And because I ain't never seen her. But she's like, oh, right there. And I said, oh, we just, we volunteering information now? Okay, I guess I got you too. I said, okay, well, I, you know, I live right here. And it was just, it was just like a, a vague right here. Because, you know, it's, the apartment <laughs> had two, two, two staircases that you just go up. So it's like, well, which one of these apartments? Is yours. I was like, right here, school. This is the vicinity is enough for you to know. Right. You pointed. I live on this half of the building. <laughs> exactly. Any, mini, money, or mo. Okay. Right. Cool. Complete. And, and, and I realized I was like, okay, she's kind of, she's kind of safe. And so she was like, she introduced herself. She was like, my name is Melissa. And then she was like, you will take my number. Like, oh, we volunteering information. I said, okay, well, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take it. Now I don't know that I need to reciprocate. But I will right. take your number. And then I gave her my number, you know, just in case. Because, you know, you never know. People are crazy. So about a week or so goes by. And I'll never forget this. It was when I was getting close to going to Atlanta to shoot something for BET. And I'm out with my friend, Rachel Williams, who's also a writer. We were supposed to go to see a movie. So I'm on set. And I get a call from Melissa talking about some, there's a flood in your apartment. Well, and I was no. like, well, I don't own the apartment. And at that time, I didn't really have a lot of stuff that I needed to say. So if there's a flood, well, you know, here we are. <laughs> All my stuff is gone. God bless it. It wasn't much. And so I'm like, hey, Rachel, you still want to go catch this movie? And she was like, ah, it sounds like you might need to go home. I said, nah, girl. Whatever is <laughs> gone is gone. Whatever is gone is gone. Matter of fact, I'm glad. Can I write it off and get some money for the stuff? Right, I right. <laughs> get some new stuff. Uses renters insurance finally. <laughs> so then, you know, so Rachel's like, hey, hey, I really do think you should go home. And I was like, he really cares about the things I don't have. So I'm like, all right, Rachel, I'll catch you later. So much for our movie. So now I'm like, damn, maybe this was more serious than I thought it was. Because then Melissa called and was like, hey, the fire department is here. The police <laughs> is here. You, you should really, really hurry up. So I'm like, what the heck? So I'm doing 90 on the freeway. I'm thinking, worst case scenario, right? It's all bad. Police is there. I'm thinking like a monsoon came through, like a tsunami. Yeah, so Hurricane like, Katrina like? again. Right. Well, cops and the fire department there, that's either like routine or it's really, really bad. You know, there's no middle for cops and firemen to show exactly. up. Exactly. So I'm thinking, I was like, you know, dang, did I leave the tub going? I'm, I'm thinking, well, what could it be? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, nobody taking a bath in the apartment. Then I'm like, oh, is the nigga that lives above me. He flooded my apartment. So now I'm like working my way up to be mad at some dude I don't even know. Right. <laughs> so I get home. Now, mind you, I'm like, ah, into the garage. Like, in my apartment, I'm all right, so then I go out and I'm walking because there's a long walkway. I don't even know if you remember my old apartment. There's a long walkway from the garage to the front door. Right. I'm walking and, like, and I'm trying to see if I see like uh, like a fire hydrant style water gushing from my door. I don't see no cops. I do not see any of them. <laughs> so I'm like, well, Melissa, what the heck? So now I'm like, yo, do white people know what a flood is? Because I feel like this white girl had me to a 90 on the highway 
I don't see a monsoon coming out my front door. What is happening? So now I'm prepared to be like, oh, I'm about to go knock on her door because we about to have a problem. She may need to movie. I'm still mad that I had to miss the movie. Right. So I put the key <laughs> into the key stage, open it, and all I hear is, surprise! And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm looking around. My house is like filled with people. And the Aww. first thing I say is, so there's no blood? That's so <laughs> They're like, no, motherfucker. So what was it? It was your birthday around that time? No. Esther was giving me a send-off because I was going to film like Comic View or something. Like, I was going to film Comic View. Oh. And it was like my first big, you know, my first big break. And Esther had gotten like a lot of people and give me a send-off. And she brought Melissa into the mix to be like, well, Yvonne would believe you because you're a neighbor calling in distress. <laughs> so that's the first half of the story. Now, cut to probably like a year after this event, like January 2015. And at this point, Melissa and I are really cool. She's the one who got me tickets to go see DMX. So, so Melissa works in concerts, right? So mm-hmm. she was like, what do you want for your birthday? This is December 2014. I'm like, yo, DMX is coming to Pomona. And what? I, he's Sorry. my favorite rapper. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you, <laughs> you want to go see DMX? And I was like, that's like my dream. <laughs> and so everybody clowned me because they were like, nigga, is it 1998? Is there something <laughs> we don't know? Like, <laughs> and I was like, nah, like it's definitely 2014. And all I want for my birthday are these tickets. And so, you know, they tell clowns, she was like, I'm still for twenty five dollars. You could probably get DMX to come to your house to see. <laughs> and and I was like, this is What's that? Like that. <laughs> Don't you dare downplay the dark man X like that, okay? Because right. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. All day. Shout out to X. So Melissa comes through. She gets me two tickets, and so it's a real eclectic bunch of different types of people. You know, there might have been some Latino gangs in attendance, some black gangs in attendance. It was a very diversified event, and I'm scared for my life. But it was Dark Man X. <laughs> <laughs> and so DMA gets on stage, and he's like, how many of y'all had that first album? I was like, of course, I'm gas. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, my real fans, they had the second album. I'm like, yeah. Third album, I'm still in it. And hey. then he was like, what about that fourth, that sixth joint? And I was like, sixth joint? I was like, there was five. <laughs> and let's not forget the Christmas song. That's my jam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> DMX is in the class of his own. I said what I said. At me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, that was the Melissa hooking me up with DMX tickets. And now this is where Melissa really came through for the kid in the midst of a very gangster time. So, we're now in 2015, and I'm, like, on my last leg before I tuck up the deuces and, you know, go back to Laurel, Maryland, where dreams go to die. No offense, CG County stand-up, you know what it is, but at mm-hmm. the same time, y'all want to leave Maryland. So I'm kind of, like, I'm trying to create a sizzle reel for this show that I want to do called First Gen. From comedian Yvonne Orji, a hilarious new sitcom coming soon. The production company at the time were like, it's going to cost you seven grand to put this sizzle together in a you know real meaningful way. I'm like, seven Ds? 
like, ridiculous. I ain't got it, you know? Like, I was like, look. So we hadn't had a lot of money. I think we probably had, like, 600 in the bank, and that was from, like, our immediate family, mom, friends, dad, whatever. So I'm like, ah, $600. So at this point, Melissa had been out of town for, like, a solid month and a half, right? Uh-huh. And so I was doing a lot of things to drum up awareness of the of the Oh, got you. Uh-huh. And so I was doing on-the-street interviews where I would go to, like, Hollywood Boulevard, guerrilla style, or no permits involved. It was me and a camera guy and wow. a mic, like, what are, what are your thoughts on Africa? Like, the entire continent. What do you know about Africa, you know? And as I was on my way to do that, I was like, oh, I got to stop by the crib to pick up something. As I'm parking on the street, I see Melissa jogging home. And I say, yo, Melissa. I ain't seen you in a month of Sundays. Like, where you been at? She's like, yeah, I've been gone. I'm actually about to leave again. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you know, what have you been up to? And I said, you know, I'm shooting this thing. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really trying to, you know, get it on the ground. And she was like, well, what do you need? I was like, to be honest, right now, what we need is capital. But Melissa, out of her mouth, says, well, would it help if I gave you $1,500? Wow. What? I said, it will always help if you give me fifteen hundred dollars. You don't even need to ask. It will this always time. help. It will help today. <laughs> like, what? And then I was like, yo, that's all it takes, white girl. Like, where were you when I needed red money? Like, where, where were you when I was almost getting evicted? So I'm like, uh, oh, oh yeah, Melissa, I, I really would. It would very much so help. And so I had never, I had never encountered a situation where somebody had like an additional fifteen hundred to spare. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like I was still living like check to check to check to check. You know what I mean? Like it's like ah. Eva, you were like, you gonna give me your whole savings account? <laughs> she was like, no. She was like, no, just fifteen hundred. Just fifteen hundred dollars. That's that's well, that's how not you your whole rent. Right. <laughs> he was like, I'll go write the check right now and bring it to you. And when I had that check in my hand, I looked up at this woman and I said, Melissa, you do realize, like, I need to cash this today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That's funny as fuck. Not a- like, let me know if it's going to bounce. I don't have the $35 for it to bounce. Like, like, I can't afford for this to bounce. That's hilarious. It's you didn't say thank like, you right away. I- you said, you know I need to cash <laughs> this today. today. <laughs> like, today, today. That is hilarious. <laughs> and Melissa was like, I'm aware. Like, it's like, basically like, nigga, I'm good for it. Also, She's what like, kind of life do you live? And I'm like, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Part of the agreement was like, yo, Melissa, if, if you know, if you get over a certain amount, should the show get sold, then, you know, like, I'll give you back your investment plus 50%. You know, so, like, you, you'll you make a profit. Right. And so, even mind you, I was a no-name somebody, okay? Like, nobody knew my name, but somebody somebody knew my name. Her mm-hmm. name was Colleen Orton, okay? That's about <laughs> it. And... So the I, I, had, I had no idea how if we would sell, how we would sell, but I was like, that's my word, all my word. Like if we do well, I got to do. So obviously, as we you know, we end up getting all of the money. Three thousand dollars got wired from Nigeria to America the day 
we needed it and it wasn't an email scam. So booyah. And I was going to ask. See, reply to the emails. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. She's like, I sent out a bunch of Nigerian emails. Only one out of 10 of those billion dollar emails be scams. Tell them, Yvonne. No, Sid. I know. It was a friend who lived in LA who moved to Nigeria and was like, I got you. Okay, stop it. So anyway, we got our funding and like a couple months later, I booked Insecure. Won't you do it? Cut two, guys. Persian gets picked up by Disney Plus. It gets announced. I'm like, I said, once this stove got sold, I will make good on my investment. Yeah. And so I hit up Melissa and I was like, yo, where you at? She was like, I just, because Melissa had just a kid, like moved to New York and, you know, whatever, whatever. We kept in touch over the years. She's like, oh, I, I just actually moved back to LA. I said, cool, 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 give me your address. So yesterday she sent me the picture of the envelope that I sent to her with her initial investment plus 50% because oh, first wow. day I got sold. Hey, Aww, let's go. That. That, man, that was an amazing good neighbor story. It, it, there was a lots of there, there was, a lot was of levels. twists and turns. Man, that was a movie. That was a three act structure. <laughs> when I text Yvonne Leo, just give us a quick little story no. about whatever. It's all good. She was like, that's not she good enough. She was like, enough. nah, man. <laughs> Let me type up this future film real yeah. quick. She's like, I have a saga for you. <laughs> she was like, all right, this is a three-part series. Have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? Okay, it's going to be similar it's gonna to that. It's going to be longer than that, okay? Um, Yo, that, man, that was, that was funny, inspiring. That was a beautiful story. That that got me inspired. I'm I was on an just, emotional roller coaster. I'm about to go down the street to start asking white people for money. <laughs> See what happens. You never they know. They got it. <laughs> Next time a white person asks you, do you live in this building? Before you you turn up, <laughs> give them your number. Just you never know, yes. man. Even if you don't live there. Just, just say yes. like, yes, <laughs> I live here. It could end in badly. Like, if I was anybody else, it would be like, I mean, why are you asking me all these questions? I'm mm-hmm. sure. Oh, you think you security? Yeah. You apartment security? Yeah, yeah. It just, it pays to have a cool head, right? It does. It did. Well, the next segment we have that we're going to do, Yvonne, is called Karen of the Week. So if you have some time, we're going to um, jump into the Karen story. You can stick around if you're able to. If not, it's all good. But we'd love to have you. All right. Let's see what Karen's talking about. Okay, cool. Dope. We'll jump right in. We are back with the Karen of the Week, and we like to give awards for our best Karens. So this one goes to a post that reads, Tennessee man arrested for impersonating Barack Obama on a gun permit application. He was arrested for the illegal application. The article reads, Halleck is accused of using the name President Barack H. Obama. After his original November request for a gun permit, using his real identity was denied over an active arrest warrant in Michigan. He also sent a $50 check and letter with the official United States of America seal in the second application. Police eventually charged Halleck with perjury, forgery, and identity theft. <laughs> I like that they denied his real identity. Mm. So he said, well, let me, let me try a black man, but subtle, but subtle. You know, one that's for sure will get approved. <laughs> But someone that's believable. 
He was like, hmm. I just wanted, I imagine him like thinking out loud. Hmm, Jamie Foxx? Nah, nah. He just no, won no, no, an no, Oscar. No. <laughs> I don't know if his credit's good enough. <laughs> right, right. Nah, should we do a LeBron James? Nah, nah, nah. Too athletic. Oh, I know. Let's go with Barack H. Obama. Picking anybody who's famous already is not a good move. That's a red flag. They're going to be like, oh, no, this is a celebrity. Why would I trust this? Right. First of all, there's so many problems with this. Like, uh, <laughs> it, should be, it should be Ken. I think it should be easy for the dudes. It's the Ken and Karens of the week. So he's definitely a Ken. Ken oh, yeah, he's week. definitely a Ken, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, yo, were you trying to frame the president? Like, I don't understand. Like, were you like, what, what was your goal to be like, ah, a rock is applying for a gun? Easy legal. Like, you, I, I don't like when you try to still go back on the birth stuff. I didn't even thing, think about that. Ah. He was trying to set up Barack. Oh, this was a setup job. <laughs> I, you know, plot twist. He's like, ah, he's a civilian now. He tried to get Trump, but we're going to get him. And it's like, no, no, you're going to get arrested, sir. Like, also, <laughs> did you think this was like common baby names? Like, what, what did you, did you not think someone could read? And know that you are not the president of these United States. Also, he wouldn't be applying for his own gun. That's what Secret Service and assistants are for. You know what I mean? Like, right, anybody right. else is doing this work for Barack. <laughs> so, the way we wrap up the Karen segment, we ask our guests to rate the Karen, or in this case, the Ken, mm-hmm. on like how many acts the managers would you give him? on a scale of one action manager to 10. Now, 10 is like the most egregious and one is like, ah, misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> on this one, I wouldn't even waste an ask a manager. I'm just playing with mm-hmm. a con. You know what I'm saying? We don't even, we don't even ask a manager on this one. Sam, you're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, he's off the Richter scale. The audacity. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. not only was it, uh, it was illegal, but it was also offensive that he thought he could pull this off, you know? Don't even write his name. You don't deserve it. <laughs> I love that. All right, Yvonne, tell the people where they can find you. At Yvonne Orgies, Y-D-O-N-N-E-O-R-J-I. You cop my book, pre-order that joint, bamboozledbyjesus.com. Drop in May 25th, but get your copy today. Yep. Pre-orders are certain help. You know, you can find me on HBO slash HBO Max, Mama I Made It. Ken is the executive consultant on that joint, so hopefully y'all watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, man. And also, HBO Insecure Season 5 coming soon. Gang, 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 gang. Yes, check it out. Thank you so much, Yvonne. This was fantastic. Man, amazing story. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you. All the best. Bye. In this next segment, we take it to our local job boards to see who's hiring. Look, we just been through a pandemic, coming out of it. Economy is rough right now. Economy is rough. A lot of people need jobs. And, you know, sometimes when you need a shoulder to lean on, look next door. Look down the street. Look within your community because a lot of people are in positions to help. So we like to go into the post and just find out what's out there, just in case if you're looking. So I found one that read. Stuck at home with nothing to do? Help test study condoms. $300 $300 per couple. Of course, it's in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. this is Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So stuck at home with nothing to do. Help test study comp. That's, that's that's not a misprint. Okay. And $300 per couple. Personally, I thought 
this was but, an amazing job. Let's just be clear about that. Oh, of course. Because people out here fucking for free. For sure. And a guy, a humanitarian, personally, I would call him, is out here offering $300 per couple. Let's unpack that. Per He's couple. not saying you got to have sex with a stranger. Well, a complete stranger. He's saying bring in somebody you like mm -hmm. and I will pay you $300 to use a condom. Doing the Lord's work. Well, what are you waiting for? We should probably read the details, make sure there's no videotaping. <laughs> <laughs> Is this in the valley? Because that's suspicious. <laughs> we know what goes down in the valley. Mm -hmm. The poster reads, virtual and curbside only. Test experimental male condoms. Use 15 condoms at home within nine weeks. I think I could do that. Nine weeks, that's enough time. I'm, I'm, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Curbside only? And virtual. Yeah, I saw the virtual part. Yeah. But I have a question about the curbside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? It means you have to fuck on the curb. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do that anyway. Right. <laughs> so you don't need, it's implied. Yeah, that's but all. But curbside, like, in, does he have, like, a an RV? Is there a place he's going to, a tent to provide? Or am I outside on a curb? Cause that would I, I wouldn't do that for three hundred dollars. Let me let me I'm about to dig in right now. It mm -hmm. says monogamous couples ages eighteen to forty five use fifteen condoms at home within nine weeks. We have over thirty years of experience testing all types of birth control methods such as IUDs, vaginal rings, vaginal, uh, vaginal. Jesus, this has been a long day, guys. Vaginal <laughs> rings, contraceptive patches, male and female condoms, spermicides, and emergency contraception. Our studies are funded by the National Institutes of Health other not-for-profit family planning research organizations and private companies. Don't say shit about the curbside. You know, side. they're trying to make it sound professional. Like, mm -hmm. it sounds professional. It sounds hella professional. But don't we have... Don't we have condoms, like, figured out now? Like, why are we still testing? I mean, this is are a brand new condom. Are these new? These are new? Is there, Are these going to be extra, ultra, thin, ribbed... I think it's like condoms, like the thinner, the better. Kind For of, sure. But they've already gotten so thin now. It's like, you, you how are you going to top that? I mean, it can always be thinner. <laughs> you ever had like, you know, like the iPhone 12 is great. But you Until know a new one's coming. The iPhone 14 comes you out. You know a new one's coming. <laughs> you know? I would choose a virtual option. It probably just eight scientists with clipboards watching you. but On a Zoom could, call? Yeah, just with a lab coat and no in the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, you mind if you turn your video off? That'd be great. I want to shout them out. I think they're just a company. Nevertheless, they're out here doing good work. They're offering good money just to do things you would do for free. And that's what we call a dream job. Anything you would initially mm -hmm. do for free mm -hmm. is a dream job. And I'm going to be calling this guy. I don't know about you. You're going to call him now? As soon as we're done. <laughs> I'm like, tell me more. You feel me? <laughs> TMM. Tell me more. I want to know. Tell me the dick tales. <laughs> oh, man. Shouldn't do. This was so fun today. Oh, man. It was, it was a blast. You killed it. No, you killed it. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Wait. So what did you learn off today's episode? Um, I mean, where do we start? I learned that 
there's people severing. Am I saying that right? Severing? Yeah. Pig's feet? Alien's feet. Oh. You know? And You're still sticking to the alien story. Yes. Okay. I am so mad at her for calling the cops and just dropping off that bag of cash to them. Shouldn't do they were pig's feet. I'm going to follow up to make sure. <laughs> So why would cops say, oh, we'll take this pig she's off your hands? She has a trash can. Maybe they were hungry. You don't hungry. find that suspicious? Maybe they were hungry. She has a trash can. Yeah. We'll take this pig feet for it. We're going to run some tests. What the fuck? <laughs> it's pig's feet, sir. Throw it away if it's really pig's feet. It's obviously alien's feet. <laughs> I'm not about to get back into it. What did you learn? I learned, I guess, that you shouldn't leave your laundry unattended. Yeah. Tell me about it, man. <laughs> I'm guilty for leaving my laundry in the dryer for like three days. Straight. You know, see, that's what you get. That is what I get. People can find me on my social media at Jokes by Candace. See how simple and quick that was, Chinadu? Yeah. Where can people find you? You can find me at Chinadu Comedy. That's simple. Seven letters. Chin E-D-U. Or on my IG at Chin E-D-U. U-N-A-K-A. What if it was Tiffany Thompson? That's more letters. That's more letters. What if it was Stephanie Jefferson? That's more letters. That's more letters. This is racist. <laughs> I'll take change your IG name for 400. <laughs> Nosy Neighbors comes out every Thursday, only on Spotify. Be sure to hit that follow button on Spotify so you never miss an episode. Nosy Neighbors with me, Chenna Duanaka. And me, Candace Thompson is a Spotify original podcast. We executive produced the show. Special thanks to our producers, Allison Johnson and Tiara Darnell. Cornelia Stradwick does writing and research for us. Michael Hardman edits the show. Our executive producer from Spotify is Gina Delvec. Special thanks to Robert Adler, Dan Behar, Casey Simonson, and Tari Miller. Make sure to follow Nosy Neighbors only on Spotify. Sorry. Leave that in there. <laughs>